Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sunny Mary Metal podcast. And today we are actually going to be showing you a, this was a live webinar that Abby and I did together for the Pedaling Perishable Products series. So whenever you see PPP at the beginning of an episode, that is something on the business side of a flower farm that can be applied to other businesses. So if you ever see B and G, that's a bloom and grow episode. That's something related to just grief and promoting empathy and understanding and healing. And when you ever see PPP before the episode name as a bonus episode, that's going to be something on peddling perishable products. And this one is actually on social media, social media 101 for small businesses. So hope you enjoy it. And this was a webinar that people joined online. So thank you. So I think most of the people on the registration uh, follow me, Liz, on Sunny Mary Meadow. But if you listen to my podcast, Abby is the one who does all of my producing. She actually helps set up my social media plan, which is relatively new from how long I've had my business. But on the one hand, you know, you could say, well, what what business does Liz, a flower farmer, have hosting a webinar as social media. But the thing is, it is a very necessary part of your business. And I don't want to be an expert at social media, but it's something that I have to do every day. And I have found that if you invest in the things that you have to do every single day and get better at the things that you repeatedly do, it frees up a lot of your time. So kind of what we're going to go through today, as Liz mentioned, I help her with her social media. I help her with her podcast production. We're just kind of going to go over some social media basics on what a social media plan encompasses because a plan is not something everyone thinks about. A lot of times when you start your business and you're like, oh, I need a social media or a Facebook to go along with this, you kind of just throw things up there willy nilly. And it works to some extent, but it's not going to get you the results that you ultimately want, which is customers coming to you for information, for services, for goods. And that's where we come in with strategic planning. So again, I'm a small business owner. I spend about 90 minutes once a week to really focus on my content and plan it out for my flower business. Now, keep in mind, I recently started this second business of coaching. And so that's kind of separate. But when I say for the actual Sunny Mary Meadow business, and then I consistently get between 1100 and 1300 views on my story on Instagram, which is a direct line of communication to my customers. And because of my social media, I have built up my email list over time and I've got almost a 60% open rate. So I send about three emails a month. So it's not even consistently every week, but about three mail emails every month and 60% of people open them. So that's, that's what you care about is those actual numbers of reaching clients and reaching potential customers and reaching your audience, not just posting so you can check it off your to-do list. And that's something that Liz is great with, with her social media strategy is that it started out very, very authentic and it still is very authentic. She's taking the time to connect with people through the platforms day in and day out. So some of my credentials for everyone who doesn't know me, I'm social media strategist at the moment. I have over seven years of professional content creation under my belt. I was one of the top content creators in 2020 when we were all stuck at home and had nothing but content to make. And then 
little bit about me numbers wise. On average, I have over six hours of screen time a day on my iPhone when that pops up every Sunday. I am chronically online because I truly love social media and the internet and making and consuming content. So we're going to talk about a simple strategy and basic knowledge of the tools to establish an online presence and start to connect with your ideal customers. Uh, We're going to walk you through the tools that we use. And basically, like I said, a couple months ago is when Abby started really helping take over my social media, coming up with a plan and the app that we use. Now, do we think that you need a social media planner? I mean, Abby is for hire, so you can, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm assuming most of you want to just figure out how to do it yourself better or, you know, you can hire Abby, but, um, we're going to talk about how we come up with that plan. So starting at the very ground level with social media, uh, some of you might be at this level. Some of you might be a little bit beyond that, wherever you're at, it's always just good to know what kind of content you're making and who you're trying to target. So I kind of stuck with Instagram as our base platform for this presentation. And a lot of it can be transferred over to Facebook too, now that it's owned by the same company. But when you're posting like a singular picture, a static post, that is something that you're going to post to showcase your brand identity, connect with the people that are already following you and just kind of have like a one-off topic. You're just going to cover one thing at a time. And static posts are great for engaging with those people who are already with you. But if you think that posting only static posts is going to keep growing your follower count consistently, reaching a newer audience, that's not really what they're meant for. Instagram has been pushing more carousel posts lately. That has been the hot button issue right now in the social media manager world is how do you make a good, compelling carousel post? Because we're seeing a lot of numbers from them. Yeah. So a carousel post, if you go on my coaching page, I use them a lot. And remember, I've only had my coaching page for about a month, but it's it's a post where, I mean, if you can get six to 10 slides more or less where people keep clicking through them and there's an arrow at the end to keep reading more. And so usually those carousel posts, all of the content, everything that you want to say in the post is within the post, not the caption. And so, you know, basically the algorithm will show more of your information or will show more of your profile. (laughs) There we go. That's the word. Um, will show more of your profile to those that are interact and that engage with your account. So the algorithm can tell which accounts you engage with. And so if you're scrolling through a carousel post and you stop pause on someone's post and keep scrolling through it and reading it, it will show you more of that because these apps, they are social and they are meant to be shared. They are meant to be sent to your friends. They are meant to be DM'd. They are meant to interact with, and they want you to spend more time in the app so they can show you ads. So whatever is going to keep you from exiting the app is what they're going to continue to show you. So these carousel posts really help your engagement for followers and the current followers followers that you have will see them. And then ideally, if you're sharing information and teaching and educating or something that's shareable, people will share it in their stories or send it to a friend and then you'll get new followers that way. 
And then we have Reels and TikToks, which Abby is way better at them than I am. (laughs) And it's literally just because of my six hours of screen time a day. Yeah, the Reels and TikToks, I kind of lump them together, even though TikTok is its own separate beast. Reels are getting pushed more and more on Instagram. If you're going to focus on two things out of the three here, carousel posts and Reels are definitely the two to really zero in on. And Reels can be as complex as a crazy planned out scripted video or six seconds of just some b-roll of you for example working in the garden like it's it can be so simple and just adding text over it and some trending audio and it can go viral it's literally kind of just a crazy game right now with reels and tiktoks it's a wild west so when you post a reel most people won't find those for like another day or two And those are things that I use to try to grow my audience, um, grow my podcast. But for example, I don't want to post a reel that says, you know, and once in a while I'll do this, but for the most part, I don't want to say you pick at the farm tomorrow because I want to target local people. And if people don't see that reel for another day, or if someone in Texas sees my reel, then it's, you know, it's, it's maybe pretty to them, but that's not what's going to get shared more. Yeah, that'd be a great use of a static post. You pick out the farm kind of situation. So that brings us to our tools page, which I think is super fun. So here is one of our tools on the page. This is Trello. This is a very handy tool. This is something I've actually used for five years now. I used it to prep radio shows, and now I use it to schedule out social media content. So what Liz and I do is we sit down. This is an example of the week of September 25th. We sit down once a week, have a chat. What do we want posted on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? And what we can do is we can literally map it out in front of us what we're wanting to do on Monday. So Monday, we wanted a post on the flower cast, which was a static post where we said where you can get Liz's flowers for the week. Um, We also did one on the coaching farm to-do list for the week, which we have been alternating between carousel posts and reels to reach a wider audience, which I think has worked fairly well. And then Tuesday, we had a carousel for subscription testimonials. We just kind of made a variety throughout the week of different forms of content. And then this way, once we have it all mapped out in front of us, we can go, okay, well, I need a video of Liz working in the garden. I need a video of Liz working on her computer. Send me a couple of pictures of bouquets. Once you have it in front of you visually, it almost becomes like a to-do list. Yeah. So we sat down and we made, we took a Word document and I said, okay, every Monday or Tuesday, we'll post something like this. Every Wednesday, it's something like this. Um, just to kind of have a pattern to follow And then as you can see on the screen, so then I will go in and write the description. Abby has been creating the reel. So then that goes to our Canva and now is the reel that she has created. Um, For now, um, because we have so many things going on and because Frost was so um, variable about how long we would have flowers, things were kind of changing a little bit. And because of the Peddling Perishable Products launch and all of those things, we haven't, we've decided not to schedule any posts because it's kind of hard to unschedule them. They Mm -hmm. end up getting deleted if you schedule them from an app and decide to change your mind. Well, and then you spend so much time, especially if you're scheduling ahead and you have variable things like the weather that you can't control, you don't have any control over it. So you spend all this time making the content, scheduling it out, and then you got to just go in and delete it. And then you're kind of 
stuck back at square one. So what we have done is, you know, if she creates the canvas, she drags it over and puts that because I still want to post everything myself someday. <laughs> someday I will let you take some of the real or some of the um, take the wheel on that. Yeah. So we can just make the post on here and this can be as easy and as hard or as complex and as simple as you want to make it. I don't want to say easy as hard, easy or hard, but yeah. So we just like post things out and for example, you know, we would put on there, sometimes we put the actual picture, but you can see a reminder. So, okay. Last week, Friday, we put, okay, the pedaling perishable product is about to release. And oh, is Trello a paid subscription? We'll go back and forth. But this is the free version. We use the free version. Yep. Yep. We use the free version, but it is, it's amazing. And it's really good to communicate with each other. So this is Abby's workspace and she shares it with me. I have my own, yeah, I have my own login. So Liz's workspace, Liz Fiddler's. And then I sometimes use it for almost a calendar or just a to-do list for the week. I do a lot of time blocking instead of to-do lists or which podcasts or stuff like that, how we communicate. And what's great um, is this is totally customizable. So we kind of have it a week at a time layout, but for my personal blog, my personal social media, what I do is I make individual lists. So you see the Monday list, but mine will actually be the full week. And then I'll make individual cards for what I want during the day. So it really is great because it's a blank canvas and it can suit your needs however you work best. As you can see, we've got the weeks on there and we go through and I was in Florida last week. And so we got to get back into our routine of planning out the social media. But it's really nice because then every Monday I sit down for half an hour to an hour, whatever, and just come up with the ideas, the posts. I make a list of say what's going to be on a carousel post or for example, you can see some of them, you know, the to-do list for the farm, that type of thing. And then she knows to just go over into Canva, create it, and just go from there. And speaking of Canva, Canva is one of my favorite things. I always say it's my favorite $12.99 that I pay a month because I do the pro version. And it is a wonderful thing for creating reels, carousel posts, static posts. You have when you have the pro version, you pretty much have an entire stock image and video library at your disposal. So if you don't have a million pictures of your business or you need something at the last minute, it's right there. I will say for me, it's the best $10 I've ever spent just for the uh, blocks out the background image. Mm -hmm. And it just, oh, it's, it's so nice. Yeah. I would say Canva, the $10 a month saves me a lot of time. A Worth lot of every time. penny. <laughs> so that was Canva. We talked about Trello. Mm -hmm. How many of you guys use the MetaSuite? MetaSuite is fantastic. Yes. If you are not using it yet, I highly recommend it. I did throw in this presentation, third-party services like Hootsuite, which is great if you are trying to schedule things like LinkedIn or you're trying to go to Twitter. But honestly, MetaSuite serves its purpose for Instagram and Facebook. Like I said, it's the same company. And I've always thought, why would you go to a third party source when you can just use what is built into the technology? Exactly. So um, I'm going to show it on my camera or on my camera here, but essentially, and I've got eight notifications to look at, <laughs> but it's this, uh, oh, the lighting is bad, but it shows up as business suite. And, um, so I have got both my Instagram and my Facebook on there. And then if you go to inbox, there's my messages. And if you go to comments, there's all the comments. So then I just never miss, I never miss anything. I never miss a message. Um, 
you know, there are times that I don't have time to respond to them all or just give them a thumbs up later, but I don't respond to messages within Instagram or within Facebook. I do it all within there. And then what's really nice is I sit down on my iPad, um, my iPad pro, which is essentially a laptop. And then I, um, I have the app on there and then I respond to all of the messages at once with a keyboard, like once a day. Yeah. It, it definitely saves a lot of time that way. Mm-hmm. And the third or fourth one I put on here, cap cut. If you are doing a lot of videos, like talking head videos where you're explaining things, captions are huge, especially there's a statistic that said most people when they're scrolling through Instagram and they're watching reels, they don't have the audio on, which might sound crazy, but it's true. So if you can add engaging captions to your reels, it's just going to help boost them in the algorithm because it's going to keep people there. It's going to keep people watching them. And CapCut is a great service for that. It's free and you can just add auto captions and make them whatever brand colors that you have. All right. Content creation. (laughs) So honestly, I think the reason, you know, when we were writing this slide on there, I'm like, okay, do we have to put this? It's kind of obvious. But honestly, if you constantly scroll through Instagram looking for a reel to more or less copy or just, oh, I'm going to recreate that, you will spend so much time. And, and for what? Are you really reaching your audience? Are you really, I mean, and we could totally we could spend hours and hours talking about this and we probably will, (laughs) but, um, for future, uh, webinars, but keeping in mind that everything is content. All you need is a short little video. So Abby and I actually have a shared album. She came over for like two hours, one night, the end of August, and just took a ton of pictures, um, to use throughout the entire winter. Um, but yeah, just take photos, videos of everything. If you can block out time, I mean, like she said, an hour a week, Honestly, in the summertime, like if you're a flower farmer or if you're, you know, whatever you, whatever your industry is, if you can have an album of just short little 10 second videos or photos that you can use, I do everything, which my phone storage hates me for this reason, but I do most things with live in live mode on the photos because that's essentially like a two and a half second video. And so that can be used as a reel or a boomerang or whatever it might be. And it's just so much easier and it it's moving and it, it, it really is just, you know, just your own little content right there. And it's easy enough to convert those to, cause I think they save in your phone as like an H E I C file. And if you need them in JPEG format, which this might be way over everyone's head, if you just email that live video to yourself, it turns into a photo. So quick, easy fix for that. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to repurpose things. Say you use a photo and a reel and you're like, oh, I can never use that photo again. No, use it again. Nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. No one's paying Um, that close of attention except for you. And I, I mean, I'm better about this different days and especially back when I worked at the clinic. I mean, I would record stuff on Monday. I would record a bunch of stories or me talking to the camera or whatever. And then I'm posting them like two days later. I mean, I had, I had patients that I would see in the clinic and they're like, what you were, I literally was just watching a video of you, you know, pulling weeds. I'm like, Oh no, that was yesterday, but I recorded it today. Or I, I posted it today just to stay, stay active in someone's feed. And, you know, so stories you can't schedule, but like I said, you can go through and just, you know, every few hours I try to just take something from before or just take those minutes and turn the captions on. Repurpose it, use it. You got it, use it. And we'll get to more questions toward the end. We're almost done, but strategy. 
this is what I like. <laughs> so you take time to plan your budget, pay your bills, do everything else in life. Take time to work on your social media strategy too. It's just as important. Block out time on your schedule. Like Liz said, she takes those 30 minutes a week to write down on the Trello board what we need to do that week. And it keeps us accountable, which is huge. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think everyone needs a social media strategist, but I have got my coaching business. I've got the podcast. I've got my Sunny Mary Metal Flower Farm. I'm two thirds of the way done writing a book that is going to need promoting. I've got Bloom and Grow podcast. It, I've just got a lot of things a lot of irons in the fire. And so it just is helpful to come up with a plan. Otherwise it never gets done. So I think, you know, what I like to do and what I will definitely, you know, we didn't start using Trello until late August, I think yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so what was nice was I went through and okay, every, you know, Monday or when I knew Dahlia day was, or when I knew something big was, I put those in first and you could probably do it with a Google. I mean, you could just do it on your Google calendar. Mm -hmm. You could do it. There's so many different ways you can do it. But Trello is just really nice for us to be able to share links and the Canva link to the post. If you have multiple people working on it, if you've got. Um, or if you need photos shared, it's yep. an easy way to do that, too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, it's just important to take that time and plan it out. And then this part is so important implementing and shifting your mindset to be looking for content as you go and not searching for it online. It sounds crazy because on the one hand, we're telling you don't let social media consume your life, consume your business, be the most important part of your business. Because the whole point of social media is to get you to socially interact with your customer base, with your ideal customer. That's it. It's not a social media. It's not credibility. Like when I first started, I thought I needed a professional looking page and that would make me a legit business. That's what I thought I needed. And so I would, I would spend so much time trying to make sure that my page looked a certain way or I had certain fonts or whatever. And yes, brand recognition, like pink, I've been using pink font on my stories for five years. That's all. That's my brand recognition. And now it's just turned into like bright hippie colors. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of my brand. But if you are intentional with it and you're mindful with it, you know, you can just you don't have to worry about looking for the inspiration. It just kind of comes your way. But for me and knowing what your your call to action is. So every single post that you do should have a call to action. It shouldn't be sell. It shouldn't your call to action shouldn't be buy this. It shouldn't be sign up for this, but follow for more. And Facebook is a little bit different than Instagram in that Facebook is a lot of static posts mm -hmm. and events and different ways to reach people and people share things differently on Facebook. But Instagram, for example, the reels, you know, might say, you know, cause these are people that probably don't know who you are. And so establishing yourself as, you know, a flower farm that you know, whatever it might be, or follow for more of this. But for me, the majority of my posts, probably half of them are, make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. Make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. Um, we will do a whole webinar on newsletters and the importance of that and how to get people to sign up for your emails. But yeah, get into a routine. Yep. It, 
make it a habit. 21 days to make or break a habit. Start tomorrow. 21 days from now, social media will be your habit. We'll get to this. Oh, questions. Perfect. The next thing I was going to say is how often do you think someone should post? So right now, Instagram experts are recommending once a day. I kind of come from the school of thought where if you can get five a week in, of various posts, static, carousel, reel, kind of mix in a blend of those. I think that's sufficient. That's what's personally working really well for me right now. I've almost tripled my Instagram followers this year doing that. And I I don't post every day because I don't have time for that, quite honestly. But five times a week has been working really well personally for me. So Melissa said, Is it beneficial to share your own reel in your stories and should you put a sticker over top it to hide it? So, okay, here's the thing. We've talked about, actually, I don't think we talked about it, but vanity metrics, you know, likes, shares, views. And so I happen to know that Melissa's business is in the food industry in Waite Park. I don't know if you want me to say it. Nautical bowls. (laughs) It's very good. good. It's really good. And so, yes, I think a vanity metrics for your business trying to get the word out and advertising like yes views on a reel is a measurable number for you to reach that audience for my coaching business real views I would like them to go up for my flower farm real views honestly because there are other nautical bulls across the U.S. or across the Midwest or Minnesota for sure I think that that's good because there's probably customers elsewhere that would look up, oh, is there a nautical bowl near me? And maybe they come to yours eventually, but at least there's more than one. Mm -hmm. Whereas most of my customers that buy flowers are on Facebook. And most of my customers that sign up for the flower farm are on, or like for my coaching are on Instagram and that's other flower farmers. So I have two different audiences, which is why I have two different accounts. So the answer is there's not necessarily a a for sure answer on that. But I think that hiding the story and putting a sticker on top of it is now a little bit out of favor because I think the goal initially was that it would trick people to mm-hmm. click on it and watch it. And that would get more views, more interactions and get people spending more time on it. And I think now people get annoyed. I don't know. That's that's the latest thing that I've heard. Was I that think, a year ago that it was a good idea? And yeah. Yeah. Now they've kind of changed it. I think, yeah, just sharing the reel to your story and just letting it play and let people be exposed to it. If it's a good enough reel, they're going to stick around and watch it. And if it's mm-hmm. really good, they're going to watch it again and they're going to tap on it. So mm-hmm. I would say definitely share it to your story, but I don't know if the sticker is necessary anymore. Do hashtags matter? And is it better um, in the caption or in comments? So I actually just saw something from actual Instagram saying it doesn't matter where you put them. It doesn't matter if it's in the comment or caption. It's still going to show up the same way and people will find it. I think hashtags kind of fell out of favor for now. I don't necessarily use them as much as I should. I should. Yeah. The thing about your hashtagging strategy. So I like to use a three by three hashtag model. It's who you serve, what you're selling, and then what problem are you solving? So three of each hashtag relevant and trying to use the same ones over and over again. Don't put totally different hashtags every single time. If you can kind of keep it consistent, it's going to tell the algorithm, this is what I'm putting out. Match me with the right person. What counts as an engage? What counts as engagement? I often put a sticker or a poll in my story. Yep. And then, yes. So that's one way to get people to do that. Um, but I think, um, 
honestly, the metrics, the reports, the see insights on Instagram, I don't really understand how that works either. I mean, I have a thousand people that watch my stories every day and it'll, it'll give me, you know, this number of engagement or how long they stay. And, um, I think it's more important to not get too tied up and just focus on like, are your sales going up? Are people sharing it? Mm -hmm. Are that type of thing. So Jenna said, knowing that your customers are on Facebook, same here. What is the reasoning for putting time into Instagram? I've only engaged in Facebook because of browsers, but I personally prefer Instagram as a platform. Trying to decide if it's worth the time to do both. Okay. (laughs) So yes. Um, For me, I engage on, and you will find that there are other flower farmers and businesses and Instagram is fun and it has reels and it's easier to look at. A lot of the people who buy my flowers are on Facebook, but the younger population is more on Instagram. So it really just depends. Honestly, because I do MetaSuite, my accounts are linked. So any of my posts, any of my carousels go to both. My reels, I have to manually post Mm -hmm. on both. But with my coaching business and with my podcast, I reach my audiences on Instagram. So for me personally, and it's a personal choice, like you said, you prefer Instagram as a platform, but most of your customers are on Facebook. If I were you, I would try to keep an Instagram presence. I would keep making the reels. I would keep doing that type of thing. But when it comes to comments, make sure you're getting the comments on Facebook mm-hmm. and responding back to those individual people. There are a lot of people that just aren't on Instagram locally, yep. small businesses, older people. Face or Instagram's a lot of lurkers. People mm-hmm. just kind of watching from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can keep an engaged audience on Facebook, I think that's huge, especially if you know that your audience is there. Mm-hmm. Especially with the events tab. Yes. Um, you can because mm-hmm. other people can see who's coming. Is there a recommended number of times to post in stories per day? I'm not the person to ask that because you guys know me. I just kind of shoot from the hip. (laughs) In fact, I was in Florida last weekend and I had like three people ask me, is something wrong? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I just don't ever post when I'm on vacation because I don't want people to rob me. So I just don't say anything. When it comes to Instagram stories, I I always think that it's a great place for real life. It's a great place to showcase what's actually going on. A little peek behind the curtain sometimes. I like a grouping of three stories that tell a story. A story wasn't a story. So like today about the webinar, I shared a video of me walking into work saying, hey, guess what? This webinar is going on. Then I shared a uh, link to the webinar signup page in my next story. And then in the third one, I shared a reel about it. So kind of like a tell a story in your stories. I, groupings of three are always pleasing for literally everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'll go in spurts. I'll, I'll post more on this account or that account. For me, because of what my product is, I use my stories to add value to my product. I hyped up my ranunculus last spring so much that people were so excited to buy them. Yeah. So that was good. Sarah, can you add voice over to video on Canva or what is the best app for that? Uh, if you're doing voiceover on video, you can do that natively in Instagram, also in TikTok. Yep, I do, yep, I do that right in Instagram. It's just easier to just re-record it and do it that way. Yeah, and it, I mean, if you can do it within the Instagram app, that's... The more you can do natively to the platform you're posting it to, the better. The algorithm likes it. Any other questions? These were some great ones. Mm-hmm. So we will record this, or this is recorded 
We're actually going to make this an episode on the podcast, but we plan on doing more of these. It's kind of fun. Just good. Tell them what, if you are signed up for Peddling Perishable Products, Abby made you something really cool. Something super special. So it is actually a 30-day Instagram plan. It lays out exactly what you should post on what day, literally a post a day for 30 days. And the beauty of it, rinse and repeat every single month. You can just change the content up just a little bit. Yeah. And you can do one or you can do three posts a week for three months straight and then start over. So those of you that are in there, like, oh, it's going to be so easy. And she, I mean, everything has like five or 10 sentences. You just got to add your flavor to it. Yeah. Is there a better time to post on Instagram? I don't know. Peace be the journey. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) The other day I posted a reel at like 4.30 in the morning. I was like, oops. Oops. (laughs) I find I get more engagement at like eight o'clock at night, but that's probably my audience. So, all right. Well, if we're being honest, I don't have the paid version of Zoom. So peace out. (laughs) (laughs) oh literally right at the end of it (laughs) all right that was fun that was really fun um we're definitely definitely going to do more of these i think i need to pay for the zoom it's right off (laughs) thanks for listening to the sunny mary meadow podcast i'm your host liz if you like what you're hearing please subscribe and rate us you can find us on instagram pinterest and facebook at sunny mary meadow subscribe to our email newsletter at sunnymarymeadow.com and if you have questions or comments or anything to say we would love to hear from you you can email us at podcast at sunnymarymeadow.com flowers flowers we love flowers sunny mary meadow they smell so good sunnymarymeadow.com